Uh, guys, literally tried to record this podcast episode like 20 times. I just keep talking in circles and explaining things that don't even need to be explained, but I'm just going to send it. Hello. Hi, I'm Amy, your host for Weird Wednesday. Welcome back after literally a two month hiatus. I originally was like, fuck, I am super unorganized with this podcast. I want to take a couple weeks off, get my shit organized behind the scenes, maybe bulk record some episodes, get some guests on here, think about what topics I want to do so I'm not scrambling every Monday or Tuesday to get an episode out for Wednesday. I was like, I need to be more professional. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I didn't do a single ounce of organization. I'm still super fucking chaotic when it comes to the podcast. I'm hoping in the future to slowly get organized, compile a list of guests, get my shit together. But a lot of things have been going on behind the scenes. And that's what that epi- this episode is about. I The reason that I have taken a two month break is because after the end of February. So like for the past couple of months, March and April, my personal life has been very, very rocky, mostly my relationship with Tim. And here's the elephant in the room that I haven't talked about on Instagram, or two elephants. The first one, we are not extending our lease at the end of this month and I currently don't know where I'm gonna live come June 1st. The second elephant, Tim moved out last week. Tuesday night after I tried to record this podcast episode again, shit hit the fan, Tim moved out. He is currently not living with me. He's living at home with his parents. We are still together. I still love him with my whole heart and he still loves me with his whole heart. I'm gonna get emotional. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm fucking tired of beating around the bush. That's what happened and going forward, He's going to stay home this summer, try to save some money. I'm going to look for a place to live in myself. He's going to help me with rent and essentially live with me part-time. So most of the weekends, I'm assuming he'll be with me. Sometimes he might work from the apartment during the day. But I will mostly, we're going to call it, I will be living by myself. And we won't be living together for the foreseeable future. Um, Here's what happened. Two months ago, I texted our landlord, Matt, who's a great guy. I texted him. I was like, hey, you're a great guy. You're a great landlord. We would really love to extend our lease for 12 months. We live in the South End. We moved in together October 1st. Things have been really great. Matt has been a good landlord. He's been very attentive. We haven't had any issues with living here. We love our apartment. We love where we live. So I was like... Tim, I'm going to text Matt three months or like four months, honestly, in advance and let him know we're interested in staying. And Tim at that point was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's stay another 12 months. Like this is really starting to feel like home. Long story short, he got back to us, Matt, um, a couple months later with a 12 month lease renewal. And um, it took him a while to draft it, but I know he's super busy and I let him know he wanted to extend our lease so far in advance that I think he was just like, holy shit. Let me, give me some time and then I will draw it up for you. We got an email. We got the, he was like, here's the 12 month lease extension, yada, yada, yada. You guys have been great tenants. Would love for you to stay. And by the way, I'm going to increase rent $300 per month, every month. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. No problem. But it was a huge problem because $300 per month 
every month for 12 months is a lot of money. And total transparency, we are already paying $28.50 a month to live here. That doesn't include utilities. So with utilities, it ends up being closer to $3,100 per month. So over $1,500 for each of us. That's a lot of fucking money. And I know a lot of you are probably like, what the fuck are you on drugs? What are you doing? That's insane. You're out of your mind. That is unfortunately what it is like to rent in the city. And the funny part is, for what this apartment is, it's an, it's an 800 square foot, one bedroom in the south end. It has high ceilings, it has wall-to-wall -wall windows, it has updated kitchen appliances, updated everything, fresh paint on the walls, nice floors, washer and dryer in unit. For what this place is, we are comparatively not paying a lot of money to rent this place. When we found it, we were like, this is a steal, absolute no-brainer, we're moving in. And obviously, it's a lifestyle that we chose. We are living kind of in the heart of the city and we're living in a nice apartment. I, there are certain non-negotiables that I have when it comes to my living space. I am a content creator and I like to have certain things such as updated kitchen appliances. I'm spending most of my day in the kitchen, neutral colored walls for content filming purposes. I don't want a bright blue wall. I can't film my content next to a bright blue wall. I, I need certain things. And Tim understood that when we moved in together, he was very receptive to my needs when it came to an apartment. And he was willing to help me pay for furniture, even though he knew it was gonna be nicer than a lot of the furniture that he would probably pick out. Him and his old roommate, Nick, used to have this brown couch they bought for literally, I think 50 bucks. It could have been free from Facebook Marketplace. Like he doesn't need the same stuff I need. He knew that going into it. I just went on a rant, I'm sorry, but for us that price per month was worth it. Add $300 per month, like Matt said. And I get it, like I understand the market's insane post COVID. I know a ton of you guys are also experiencing it. I had followers reaching out. One person from New York City said their rent was being raised $1,000 per month. Like it's highway robbery, it's insane, but I get it, I get that taxes are increasing, I get that. All sorts of things are increasing. I don't know a lot about real estate, so I don't know how to, like, what to call this stuff, but I know all these fees are increasing, so I don't blame him for wanting to raise our rent. However, like, it was just, it felt like it was really short notice. It just, it sucked. We sat down, we were like, that's a lot of money. Is it worth it? I don't know. We kind of went back and forth. We ultimately decided that it would be worth it because unfortunately, it would probably be more expensive to find a new place, which, all of these places, and I'm looking on Compass right now. It's the platform I'm using. I'm, it's like a portal. I'm using a broker, her name's Erica. She works for Bodewell. She's incredible, but they work under Compass, which is basically a whole um, database of apartments in the city that are for rent or outside of the city. You can search by location. And the sad part is there aren't a lot of places like this that are even remotely comparable when it comes to expense and monthly rent. It's like 3,500 or above. What we ultimately decided was it would be more expensive to find a similar place. We'd have to pay for movers. We would have to sell certain pieces of furniture. We'd have to deal with the stress of actually finding an apartment, paying like 10 plus grand upfront to move, and then paying the movers, dealing with the stress of actually moving, getting new furniture, settling into a new place. And we just wanted to stay and call this place home. I've moved around so much from after high school to now. I've sublet or I've rented, this is now my fourth place in the city I've rented. Throughout college, I rented one, two, three, five different apartments. Like, and I've always moved myself with the help of my wonderful friends and family. But 
I just wanted to stay in a place for more than a year. And I think Tim was feeling that too. And we ultimately decided we're going to stay for another year. We were pumped. Then one day, I would say at this point, it was early May. I mean, sorry, early April. It was a Sunday. I was going to be treated this Sunday. This Sunday was about Amy because the week before, Tim had been given the work of like three or four coworkers who had called out or were on vacation. It was hell week for him when it came to work. And I had spent that week kind of going out of my way as I would always do. And obviously like, I don't want, I don't ask to be rewarded for this kind of stuff, but it's kind of nice being rewarded for that kind of stuff. But, and the kind of stuff is me like going out of my way the whole week to make him meals, um, bring the meals to him, you know, like kind of not film as much content on my end and not be able to do as much work on my end because I'm making sure he is not stressed. I cleaned kind of the apartment. I didn't really ask much of him when it came to doing things around the apartment or helping clean. I wanted to make sure he got through that week and you know, work was as less as the uh, work was as least as stressless. What? I don't know. Work was as least stressful as possible. Yes. I think that's it was as least stressful as possible given all the fucking shit that he got loaded onto him. And he decided to go fishing that Saturday after work. I was like, awesome. Fishing is a huge stress relief for him. It is one of the things he just fucking loves. And I was like, of course, go fishing Saturday with your friend. Like, you need that. You worked really hard this week. I'm really proud of you. Do that. And then he was like, thank you for understanding. Like, I love you so much. Sunday, I want to spend Sunday celebrating you and thanking you for, like, how much you did for me this week. So I wake up Sunday. And he had mentioned a couple things leading up to Sunday. Like, we're going to start the day getting Greystone, our favorite coffee spot. We're going to end the day with like a nice dinner reservation. I wake up Sunday. We kind of just lay in bed. I'm like waiting for things to get going for him to be like, here we go. It's your day. And come like 10 a.m. He was like, I kind of want to go to a diner. And I'm sitting there like, oh, what? So at this point, he had forgotten about Greystone. Mentions that he wanted to go to a diner, which like, this day was supposed to be for me. And I was like, hmm, a diner you for, for me? And he was like, well, I thought that'd be a good compromise. And I was like, compromise? So I kind of lost my shit as like, I'm kind of like doing right now. I'm not losing my shit, but I'm kind of trying to explain like the mood that I was in when this shit went down. And so we walked to the diner. I was like, you know what, Amy, don't, don't put up a fit. Like just go with it. See if like, see what happens. On the way to the diner, which is a diner. I was like, let's go to the diner we've been talking about. It's called South Street Diner. We see it every time we get off the highway to come into the South End when we're driving from Central Mass back into the city because both of our parents' house are in Central Mass. So whenever we go home, like home home, we come back, we see this diner, we talk about it. And we're like, we should go there one time. So I was like, let's go to that diner like we always talk about. And he was like, what diner? And I was like, are you fucking serious? And he was like, what diner? And I was like, are you fucking serious? The one we talk about every time we drive back. And I got, I just got really annoyed. I was like, do you even listen when we speak? Like, how do you not know what diner I'm talking about? And so I was just like in a shitty mood. We were walking to the diner. I was like, I feel really sad because I feel like that just means you don't listen when we have conversations and blah, blah, blah. And like, why would I even want to go to a diner anyways? And so, I don't know. Then he was like, basically like, you're making me feel dumb. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are fucking dumb. And it just like, it turned into a really bad day. And we got into a fight. The diner ended up having a wait anyway. So I was like, let's just go back. 
And he was like, okay, we can go back and then I'll shower and do some work and then we can do what you want to do. And I'm like, at this point, it's like fucking 12 or like 1130. I'm like, aren't we supposed to be doing stuff I like doing today? And weren't you supposed to plan it? Like, that's kind of what I expected. And so we went back and I kind of was just like, Tim, I'm really tired of like feeling like you don't get me and don't care for me how I want to be cared for. And guys, I'm just going to say this right straight up. I have standards and I'm not willing to drop those standards. I have been in a toxic relationship and been treated like shit. And that relationship taught me what I need and what I want and how I want to be treated. And that is really fucking well. And I will never drop those standards. Not for anyone, not for any guy, not for Tim. And I told Tim that I was like, listen, and we've had this conversation before because the thing is I care a lot about the little things. I am high maintenance, but it's not hard to love me the way I want to be loved. Like I need specific things, but I make it pretty obvious what I need. And that is basically get me literally a tiny bouquet of flowers, a $5 bouquet of flowers every week. I fucking love flowers. That is surprise me by like bringing me to a coffee shop once a week and asking me, you know, if I want outfit content or something like that. Just like the little things, maybe unloading the dishwasher one morning or being like, hey, don't do any work today. I'm gonna clean the whole apartment. Like just little, little things like that. I don't love the huge like gestures. I like the sweet, thoughtful things constantly. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And that's so... I told Tim that and eventually, long story short, this conversation got pretty heated. We kind of just, I don't know, we were disagreeing on a lot of things and eventually he was like, Amy, I'm really fucking tired of going out to dinner and trying to treat you how you want to be treated, but then counting pennies on my hands and trying to figure out if I can afford it. And suddenly I was just like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. And he was like, I understand that you need a specific lifestyle and you want to live in the city, but I think I've sacrificed too much for you to the point where I can't give you what you need. It, it kind of made a lot of sense. And, you know, from the beginning, it's hard because it was Tim's idea to move in together. And he pushed for it a couple months after we started dating or three months after we started dating, which is very soon in a relationship. We met in COVID. Our relationship was literally like a relationship on steroids. He was the boy downstairs. I lived on the third floor of our apartment in Southie. He was on the first floor. There was nothing to do but hang out with him and his roommate. So me and my two roommates, Megan Avalon, and him and his roommate, Nick, hang, hung out all the time. We started as really good friends, quickly turned into hooking up, quickly turned into a relationship. I told him I loved him before we even started dating. Like, if that's not any indication of how fast our relationship went, I don't know what is, but we decided to move in together a few months after dating. It was a really quick decision, but he really wanted it. He was really ready to settle down, and I was the one who kind of, like, pushed back. I felt really unstable. I felt like this was a huge decision, but I had a lot of support from my friends and family because people were like, we loved him. We see how much he loves you. He's really good for you. And so I was like, fine, if not now, then like, when are we going to do this? I don't want to wait another year to figure out if we can live together and have like a serious future together. Cause he's now 28. And I was like, I want to know, I don't want to fucking wait. So that was like the final decision. I was like, he treats me well. There's no reason why we shouldn't try. And I think at that point he wanted this relationship to work so badly and to be with me so badly that he was willing to do whatever I needed, which was, as I've explained, living in the city, living in a nice apartment with nice furniture and 
I don't know. I think that slowly he was sacrificing a lot for that. I will give that to him. I will. That that's totally fair. What's not fair is that I wasn't aware that he didn't really want to live in the city, which makes sense. Like he doesn't have to. His job is remote and always will be. He loves fishing. He likes to ski. He likes to do things that don't involve the city. He's never been someone who loves the city and I get it. I can understand that. I just wish I had known that before we moved in together. And at this point, when we had this huge kind of blow up conversation on Sunday, I was like, oh fuck, like I, you've been sacrificing a lot for me and I think you weren't ready to sacrifice that much for me. And Tim's always been someone who gives a lot of himself and it kind of lets girls walk all over him in relationship studies. And since the beginning, I feel like I've, I have a very dominant personality, so I still had my needs and like my wants and my very high standards. But I feel like from the beginning, I tried to get him to do the things that he loved and maintain his independence inside of our relationship. And we talked about that on a podcast episode a couple months ago. And Tim has really struggled with that. He's struggled with voicing what he needs in a relationship because he doesn't want to inconvenience me. And it's a work in progress from the beginning. I've you know, a pro an issue in our relationship has been him bottling his feelings and not telling me how he really feels. And so that conversation we had was really eye-opening. I realized how much he hated living in the city and it explains a lot of his behavior and explains a lot of the issues that we've had. And I think, you know, he really started to resent me and a lifestyle that I was choosing to live. And it's not fair that he kind of did that internally and then kind of blew up one day and was like, I don't want to live here anymore. I need to be home to be my best version of myself and to treat you how you need because that really, it leaves me in a really, really shitty spot. And I think I just felt really betrayed and I felt really abandoned. And I was like, I don't know, it was hard. I took it personally and long story short, I, there was a lot of crying involved. Eventually I was just like, why don't we just break up and you should move out. There were a lot of just like really raw emotions and it was really hard to process and navigate that conversation. And what we eventually settled on was Tim needs to do a better job at explaining what he needs and not sacrificing so much of his happiness to make me happy that he becomes a version of himself that I don't love anymore, who can't give me what I need, and who is just miserable and not taking care of himself. And so I think, you know, I eventually came down and we started talking about what we were going to do. And the first thing was, we are not going to extend our lease. It makes no sense for us to be living together um, right now if he needs to be home and he needs to figure out himself to treat me better. And it... I don't know, it's hard, it's hard because it feels like in a way we're taking a step backwards and I keep trying to redirect that thought to be we're taking a step to further our relationship because we moved in together, we did the damn thing. Like It's not like we couldn't live well together, it's that we weren't living in a place that we could both be happy and Tim needed to do this for himself and I'm happy to support him. I love him so much and my love for him, like I've never second guessed it. And I can tell you guys sitting right here how much he loves me. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting to get emotional, but he needs to do this for himself and I'm 
happy to support this decision of him if it means that he can treat me the way I want to be treated and he can be happy and our relationship can flourish. So here's what's going to happen and here's what we decided. We are going to look or I'm going to look for an apartment for myself come June 1st. That's what I've been doing for the last four weeks. I haven't found anything. I haven't even looked at anything because when I see something I like, it goes off the market, you know, the next day. Um, things are really, really expensive. Tim said that I could kind of pick whatever apartment I wanted um, and he would help me pay, you know, anywhere from 1000 to $1,200 a month, which I think is really fair. And we talked about this. If Tim didn't make the decision or push for us to live together in the city, I would still be happily living with Megan and I wouldn't be stressed about all of this and I would be paying a lot less money to be living in Boston. So... We decided it was fair for him to pay a portion of rent, especially because he'd be living with me part-time. And yeah, he's gonna move home for the foreseeable future for at least the summer, and I'm going to be living in the city. And, or I don't even know at this point. That's the thing is that's why I haven't talked about it is because it's not like we made this decision. I found an apartment and you know, we're all good to go. I'm so excited to move to a new place that I'm gonna love. No, I we made this decision. I still haven't found an apartment and three weeks from now I have to move out of this one. So it's a lot. And the other thing that I mentioned is last week I recorded, I was trying to record this podcast episode, Shit Hit the Fan that evening. We had a similar conversation. I was like, you're still treating me not how I want to be treated. And I was like, why are we prolonged? Like, why are we waiting until we move out in a few weeks for you to move home? Just move home now. And so he moved home that night and guys it's been so much better since he's moved home he has been happier he came in for the weekend last weekend he supported my pasta pop-up um it's been really nice having the physical space we've lived in an apartment 800 square feet both working from home for eight months hearing each other shit midday literally you can hear him pee through the closed door i can hear every single thing he says in our room which is his office he can hear everything i say in the living room kitchen which is my office it's really nice having the space to be able to do work um, alone and I rediscovered how much I need my alone time and I think this was a really, 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 really good decision and I hope that it works and I hope that he finds what he needs at home. It seems like he's already happier being able to fish. He can now work out at home without having to, as he says, parallel park his car and you know, drive back and find parking, blah, blah, blah. He seems a lot happier. So I don't know what that means for the longer term of our relationship. We're gonna take it day by day. I don't know if that means he's gonna move back into the city. I don't know if it means I'm gonna find a place farther outside of the city. I literally have no fucking clue right now. All I know is I love the city. I wanna stay here. I love Tim. I want our relationship to work. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that is what I haven't really told anyone. And that's what I've been trying to talk about and yeah, it's been, it's been really hard. I feel like I've been trying to explain it and really what it comes down to is we need to still work on communication. He needs to work on telling me how he feels. And I wish I knew how much he hated the, the city. And he's made comments since we moved in that I kind of pushed aside and didn't realize, you know, I didn't really listen to them. He's made comments about how he doesn't like this location where we're living, how... He wishes he was like home and like kind of in a joking way, but like I think that was him projecting how serious he felt about it was. And he always does that. Tim's like someone who like when he has an issue, he'll joke about it. 
and like you're like is he being serious i don't know and then like a couple weeks later it all come out and it all blow up and, and you look back and you're like oh he was being serious when he made all those jokes so i don't know we'll see we'll see how this works out things have been going really well he's coming into the city tomorrow for a date night we're going to north carolina this weekend for my sister's graduation i'm really happy it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders when he moved out and i don't think that says anything beyond we needed this and beyond like he needs to work on himself and we need to kind of reevaluate what we want to do in the future it's not realistic for us to both work at home without an office like it's just not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work when one person wants to be elsewhere it's we need to learn to listen to what each other want we need to learn to be honest about what each of us wants and go from there and i think this relationship obviously started in the middle of a pandemic it was super rushed we made really kind of snap decisions and i don't want to say we're like dealing with the consequences now but like we're dealing with the consequences now and um yeah we're just gonna try something different i'm again maybe i'll move back in with megan in the fall I'm, I'm not sure i don't know what my future holds maybe i'll travel for a little bit ideally i want to live you know in an affordable place by myself and have tim come visit on the weekends because i really like my alone space and i like having a space that's mine i don't know i don't know if that's gonna work money is tight the market is insane, things are crazy. And now that I've told you guys about this, I can share kind of the apartment searching process on Instagram and what I'm doing about this insanity. My life feels like it's been uprooted and twisted and changed and I hate the feeling of instability, but here we are and I have to find a new home in the three or four weeks. And we're gonna do the damn thing. I might have to move back in with my parents in June. Who fucking knows? Life is very unpredictable, but I don't know. I feel very confident because I'm at a place in my life where I have friends, I have family that support the fuck out of me, that are my rocks. And Tim is my rock and we will all get through this together. And I know I have everyone's support. And yeah, guys, that's what's going on in the big picture. This is small and this is just a little bump. It's just a little speed bump that you have to slow down for. And we're gonna get over it. And then we're gonna be fine and you know life is never perfect shit like this happens and we're good life is good there are bigger problems than me finding an apartment and yeah can't wait to keep you guys updated thank you for tuning in to this very long overdue weird wednesday episode i will talk to you guys next week because hopefully we're gonna get back on a weekly schedule we'll see i love you all to fucking death Good night, goodbye, XOXO, Gossip Girl, Wames. Love you, goodbye.